Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. God has laid it on my heart because of all that's going on right now to uh, speak of something different. And I entitled this study, Simply Fear. First question I'm sure you have is the definition of fear, correct? It's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. One reason I titled this fear is because of all the evilness going on in this world lately. I've come to learn there is what I would call unhealthy fear or fears or healthy fears. So let's start with what I would consider unhealthy fear. One example is the kind of fear one would experience in an abusive relationship. Where one spouse uses fear to control the other spouse. You know, to manipulate the one spouse to get what they want. A husband may say, if you don't do what I say, I will hurt you, or even worse. Maybe by targeting, targeting their weaknesses, weakening their self-esteem, their self-confidence, by saying you're worthless, you're ugly, and who would want you? You're lucky to even have me. Well, for one, I understand there are women, women out there, who are just as guilty doing this. But I wanted to speak of the men that would do something like that. What I would call a poor excuse of a man. Well, let's, let me just say, it wouldn't be a good idea to share what I would do to this person would want to do. This wouldn't be the place to say it. And there's just no excuse for that treatment. And I couldn't talk about something like this without giving some encouragement to people that have been through something like this. The scripture comes to mind. Genesis 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We are created in God's image. And God does not make mistakes. And what matters the most is what our Father in heaven thinks of us. 
I like how King David says it in Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And what's most important is what our Father in Heaven thinks of us, not someone who emotionally, physically is abusive. Another unhealthy fear I see is the kind of fear the terrorists today want us to live in. Constantly looking over our shoulders. You know, Rose and I were on vacation once, and we came across this man. I think he was the owner of this store that we went in. And he shared with us that he doesn't go to malls. He doesn't go to movies. He doesn't even fly. Because he has a fear of what the terrorist might do. He stays home and goes to work each day. And let me be clear. I'm not saying we are to put ourselves in harm's way since we are to use wisdom. But what I am saying, many more times than not, we anticipate situations that usually never happen. So you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you are afraid to fly? There are statistics that say the chance of dying in a plane crash is a 11 million to 1. Now what about a car? Odds of dying in a car accident, 1 in 18,585. What about your chance of being struck by lightning this year? 1 in 960,000. So the chance of any of, these, any of these things ever happening to you is very unlikely. But if you choose to live in this kind of fear, you are not living. Now what happens is you end up living in bondage to this fear. And in the case of the terrorists, the terrorist wins. Isaiah 41.10 says, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. 
So remember this. This is the same God who is on your side, who loves you, and who has your back. Let me say this as Christians. As ones who have put their trust in Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior, if you've placed your hope in him, you have nothing to fear. If we are totally placing our trust in him, we should have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because as Christians, we are just passing through. Our our retirement begins in heaven. But I can't talk about this without saying to those who still haven't accepted the free gift of salvation. If you were to die today, you would be permanently, for eternity, separated from the God who loves you. That is something I would fear. So for any of you who are not sure if you're saved, by all means, see one of us. We would be happy to pray with you and answer any questions you may have. Now there is another thing I believe is relevant to what I'm talking about here. One that I would consider a big one because I think it goes hand in hand with fear. And that's worry. We worry about everything. We worry about our kids. We worry about our jobs. We worry about everything. I know someone who worries about everything. And I mean everything. If this person did not have something to worry about, they would worry about that. And I'm very serious. But what does the Bible say about worry? Turn with me to Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. That's Matthew 6, 25 to 34. Starting at verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or nor your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? 
One, one of the things I, I see here that stands out is being asked, why are you worrying? Doesn't God take care of the birds? How much more are you valued by him? And also by worrying, what good does it add to any situation? Zip. Nothing. The only thing I see it adding is additional stress. Which can and will usually affect one's health in a negative way. Like developing anxiety. No, I don't have it in my notes, but a few couple years ago, I think it's about two years ago, it goes by so fast. I experienced anxiety. It wasn't pleasant. It's all those things that you think you're ignoring and you lay it in God's hands. It all of a sudden piles up and your body just gives up. You build up all this adrenaline. And it felt like the, the whole room was closing in on me. I couldn't have enough air. I couldn't have enough space. It freaked me out. Then I started getting heart. I like, felt like I was having a heart attack. Anybody who gets that, I didn't want the understanding. Now I have it. I have a lot more sympathy for them now. A lot more compassion. I was pretty arrogant beforehand. Just get over it. Yeah. Yeah. No, doesn't happen that easy. You know, there was a sign at a church that read, worrying is an insult to God. Why? Because, you know, God has proven himself proven himself time and time again. He created the heavens. He created the earth. And he created us in his image. He performs miracles. He is what I say is the possible and the impossible. And yet, we still worry about things. I call myself a bonehead. Because I do it. Last reason we shouldn't worry. But what I would think is the most important. Is because the Lord is telling us not to. So when we do worry, I see it as being a disobedience to him. Now, let's talk about what I would refer to as good fear, healthy fear. One can be the kind of fear a child might have when mom or, and or dad warns them about not touching the flame on a stove or the coil. 
not wanting to burn themselves, having that fear will prevent them from touching it. It's a good fear. I don't like being burned. Now, how about driving on a busy two-way road? The fear of what could happen if you were to decide to drive on the opposite side. Having a head-on collision. I don't know about you, I wouldn't want to do that. How about the fear of walking across a busy road when the light is red? This type of fear will prevent us from being ran over. Now, I know you all can relate to this because I've had these moments. How about the fear of not wearing deodorant? I've done it and scared me. I had to go back and put it on. But it's a fear. <laughs> now, how about driving too fast on an icy road? You know? And experiencing it one time, that's probably all you will need. You have no control. Even the fear of failing an important test, you know, a driving test, a bar exam, college exams, that kind of fear usually drives us to put our all into the studying because we don't want to fail. It's another good fear. And another one is the fear of being unhealthy. Maybe there is a family history of heart disease. You know, high blood pressure, diabetes. And this usually drives us to eat healthier and exercise. And believe it or not, how about the fear of our car running out of gas? Do you just ignore the fact that it's going on E? I did that once. Never again. When I first got my car when I was 19, never did it again. And I always drove with two keys of the same and one in each pocket. I didn't want to lock myself out again either. You know, I've had a few opportunities to speak to a relative of mine about the Bible. One of their reasons for not becoming a Christian is that they would never allow fear to be the deciding factor. I told this person that they had it all wrong. They think God is trying to scare us into receiving him. We all are God's creation. And at the moment of receiving Jesus as personal Lord and Savior, become his child. Don't we as parents give our children boundaries to protect them, to keep them safe? 
Don't we warn them of the consequences of bad decisions? We hope that by telling them this, it might prevent them from experiencing pain and hurt. The same applies with our Father in heaven. Time and time again, God warns us in his word of bad choices. Having sex before marriage. Being involved in an unyoked relationship. Committing adultery. Divorce. And the ramifications that come with that. I can go on and on. One of those being, which I would consider most important, if we were to die without receiving his free gift of salvation. He knows, God knows, we would be permanently separated from him forever. For those of you who are parents and have experienced this, I remember how it felt, even for a split second, for a split second of losing, losing sight of one of my kids in a store. It, my heart went down into my big toe. It, it scared me a lot. It scared me so I never wanted to have to experience that again just to think that somebody would take them. Well, God's love for us is so much larger than we can ever imagine. Thinking of losing a child you love so much for even a split second is hard enough. But what about in an eternal aspect? forever. And for God, he sees it happening every day. God warns us because he loves us. Not because he's using a scare tactic. It's the kind of healthy fear which is wise, if wisely heeded will protect us. It must break his heart. He tries so hard to help us get it. But he gives us the freedom of choice. As his children, we need to have that respectful fear for God. Knowing when we are disobedient, he will discipline us because of his love for us. Let me ask you this. Do you really know how much God loves you? Do you really know? Well, if not, let me show you. 
That's how much he loves you. And John 3.16 says it, says it all. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I don't see God's warnings at all as an unhealthy fear. I see it as a very healthy one. The kind of one which will save your life for eternity. In closing, so I went over healthy and some unhealthy fears. Unhealthy fears which can bring a lot of negative consequences. Some of those consequences being anxiety, developing health issues, like, for instance, um, my mother-in-law. We, in time, we noticed that her memory was diminishing a little bit, and we were getting concerned in the family. We all talked about it. But when my wife and I decided that we were going to move in with her and sell our home, and we're still in the process of it, but just her knowing that we were going to do this, she didn't have that fear anymore. And we noticed an improvement in her memory. You know, it's actually referred to as brain fog. kind of blew our minds because it really made us, it made me realize what fear can really do to a person and what peace can do to a person. You know, I also went over healthy fears which are there to protect us and keep us safe. Brothers and sisters, with all that is going on in this country today, don't live in fear. Remember and hold on to all of God's promises. Because he's holding you up in his right hand. And remember Isaiah 41:10 Fear not for I am with you Now regarding anxiety because I know many people more people than I ever imagined really experience anxiety on a regular basis I just can't imagine that A scripture come, came to mind was 1 Peter 5:7 Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Let us pray.
You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfields. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you.